Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. It's a little bit of a late broadcast tonight because it's been a very busy weekend here in the beautiful city of New York. Um, we have a lot going on in the sky. We have a lot going on in our lives. It's kind of part of the deal right now with everything kind of running a little wild up there. Um, <clears throat> one of the things to kind of look at is kind of the news you're going to get that might be a little surprising, shocking, or, wow, I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, Mercury is Kazemi the sun, and, of course, Mercury is going retrograde. Now, Kazemi is an interesting placement because it doesn't uh, – it's when the sun is so close to Mercury or Mercury is so close to the sun that you – it's like when you put your finger in a candle and it doesn't get burned – uh, versus when you hold it over the flame top and it gets burned. So Mercury Kazemi has that quality. It's incredibly embedded in the heart of the sun. That's going to happen tomorrow, but we're in orb of it now. And so Mercury is going to pass. Our Mercury is also at the same declination as the, as the sun. So we're going to have kind of a cool thing tomorrow. Um, and watch your NASA, you know, if you're on the Internet looking at NASA stuff, you'll see that it's uh, um, <clears throat> this very intense energy and you'll see Mercury kind of passing across the face of the sun for a period of about five hours tomorrow. Um, obviously, you're not supposed to look at the sun, so look at pictures from NASA. <laughs> but it's this energy of the planet, and the, so the sun and Mercury at the same declination. This doesn't happen that often. And somebody pointed out, I was doing a weekend workshop this weekend. Somebody pointed out it's 11-11, so it's the 11-11 portal, which is, of course, a big uh, portal for master master numbers. And it also is, uh, because of the Kazemi energy, it's very, very intense. So our job with this intensity as we're running through is we're going to hear really interesting news or re- make really interesting commitments. It's a great day to commit to things. Um Part of the issue with it, though, is because Mercury is retrograde in Scorpio, you want to make sure you commit to positive. You don't want to say, gee, my life is shitty. You know, I have a horrible life. Oh, it's terrible. You want to kind of go, okay, let's let's do the positive vision. Let's do where we're sending the energy, what we're creating as we're heading out. Make it be, uh, make it be a positive energy you're sending off into the heavens as we work with this energy tomorrow. And, of course, Mercury com- combusts the sun you know, is very intense and very pa- passionate, but it's also so tight, it's accelerated and it's amplified and it's augmented. So it's super duper, super duper Mercury Sun conjunction. Of course, it is retrograde in Scorpio, so we're going to look back at things and maybe have realizations or aha moments. So in my life, it's been kind of a busy, uh, busy week, but this weekend particularly. I had scheduled uh, the ESAR certification, so we had 21 lovely people show up, and Richard Smoot and uh, Vicky, his wife, Vicky Smoot, Pelt Smoot, and I conducted the um, the consulting skills for two and a half days, 20 hours, and had a wonderful group of astrologers hanging out and talking and learning and doing their listening skills and their chart reading skills. It was a really cool weekend. It was a great deal of fun. And then on Saturday night, two of my favorite uh, clients slash students slash, I don't know, they become like, you know, I feel like they're family on some level, uh, both uh, got married. Um, and they, one of them, well, they actually got married about a month apart, but they were like besties. And I they went to law school together. And so um, 
Teresa eloped with her beloved, uh, Stephen, to the top of a mountain in Sedona, a vortex, and got married on a vortex with a minister and a photographer. <clears throat> and Jody met her beloved Thomas, or Tad, as he is known to his family, and they had a really beautiful wedding at uh, this really gorgeous cathedral here in New York, St. Ignatius Loyola, and then a reception at the Harvard Club. That was probably one of the best bands I've ever danced at at a wedding, and it was an Italian wedding. And so you know with the Italian weddings, you get up and you dance between the courses, and then you sit down. And I met Jody and uh, Teresa, Tess as she's called, when they were uh, – they were starting to study astrology. They'd come for a reading and then started being interested in it, and uh, and off we went. So now here we are, quite a number of years later, and they both got married within a month of each other. So it's kind of cool. Um, so that I had a great time at the wedding, and then you know we did this consulting skills for twenty hours. So I just got to know a bunch of wonderful, uh, 21 new wonderful astrologers. Some of them I knew, of course, but a lot of ones in from out of town. And then I came home tonight after dinner and kind of debriefing with Vicki and Richard because we talked about stuff too. I'd gotten an email or a voice message from my neighbor and my neighbor down the hall died. Um, and she uh, was coming home Saturday night and she just dropped dead on the street on First Avenue. And that's it. Uh, so you don't know how, <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. It's like, you know, the, the intensity of this, you know, processing for 20 hours with 21 people, you know, emoting and learning and working on their empathy and their reflection and their paraphrasing and their, their listening skills. And then this party down, you know, dance, everybody dance now. And then my neighbor dropping dead, who I've lived next door to for over 40 years. Um, kind of a wild one, you know. So Mercury Kazemi, expect really intense action. The heavens are very intense right now. Just look at the politics. You know, whenever anybody goes, why do you talk about politics? I'm like, because that is the outer manifestation of what the world is. We've had all these people get caught. Mark Gastineau just came out announcing he had been raped as a kid uh, from 11 to 14. You know, he's like one of the bigger football guys in the world. Um, you guys that are younger may not know him, but he's the one that started making the dancing in the end zone. He's the one that did that, and they used to think it was bad sportsmanship. But that little, yay, yay, I made a touchdown thing that we take for granted now, he did it, and it was considered bad form. Um, <clears throat> and we've had a lot of revelations about, you know, murderers coming, people catching murderers, whereas Mercury conjunct the sun in Scorpio, a lot of dead people are talking or secrets are being revealed. You know, there's been a lot of found the body, you know, figured it out, finally arrested the person who did it, news and the email, and that's where that's coming from. You know, with Mercury retrograde in Scorpio on the sun, there's a breakthrough in cold cases. And I remember a while back I was talking to a cop in Nebraska, and he said, you know, I've noticed, and he kind of basically, you know, told me it was Saturn, you know, he noticed the Saturn, and he knew when one of the cold cases solved, that all the others would solve too, right, and Saturn and Pluto were wrapping up the last 36 years, so they're trying to get this stuff out the door and off the books, and and process it and get it out there, so people can move on to the next chapter, so it's a really intense week ahead, so I don't want to minimize um, how intense it's going to be, but I also, we're going to have a full moon, uh, in Taurus and Scorpio, and that's a very that's a very fertile moon. That's going to take place on Tuesday, 
And of course, when we have a full moon, one of the things that we're we're working with is the energy of abundance and how it kind of uh, heads across the sky. So the full moon is uh, on Tuesday at uh, 8.34 in the morning. And the, the sun is at um, 19 Scorpio and the moon is at 19 Scorpio. So this harkens back to um, the energy of uh, the Taurus time, which is... Uh, around May 12th of 2018 and then to around August 12th of last of this year 2019 when it was in Aquarius and now we have the full moon and we really see the full moon energy of this ener- this energy kind of moving forward so it's a big it's a big one we also have on this full moon Venus approaching a square to Neptune so it's kind of unexpected things happening or taking place and then we also have Jupiter and Ceres meeting near to the south node, but also in the first house, kind of revealing stuff. And then Juno at the top of the chart is in the sign of partners with a lot of energy about um, sending stuff off into the, di- into, the distance, into the distance. So knowing that we have a slow moon moving very slowly uh, across, the, across the sky while we have this Kazemi Mercury. So Google it. There's a really good, cool article on the Times, in the New York Times, with a picture of it going across. I posted it on Facebook, and I sent it out on Twitter, so you can also see it there. But it's a, it's a pretty intense one, and um, stuff's coming to light. You're seeing secrets. You're learning stuff. You're processing. You're releasing. You're letting go. You're full mooning. And then, of course, the moon then wanes down to the new moon in two weeks when the new moon takes place on November 26th, the Tuesday, before Thanksgiving. And that one will be in the new moon, of course, in Sag. And that's going to be at 4 Sagittarius. So there's a lot of energy in the sky about releases, letting go, moving on, the truth being told, and learning stuff, right? Because it's just really volatile heavens right now so we're learning all sorts of things you want to pay attention to what you're learning it's important and it will really shape your future um as you as you kind of settle into the knowledge and the wisdom of what's coming in so um a shout out to jody and tad a shout out to Teresa and steve married happily and moving on to the next chapters of their life a shout out to the 21 students we just had a wonderful adventure with this weekend. And then tomorrow, of course, I've got 15 students sitting for the certification exam on the Mercury Kazemi, making them really smart. Um, and it's a forward motion. Uh, it's a big, big week. Um, and, of course, Mercury retrograde, you still retrograde through the 20, uh, 20th. So it's a great time to do the research and figure out what you're doing and kind of ask people for things and figure out stuff. And I've got a bunch of people with scripts being promoted or deals being pitched and contracts being negotiated. And it's all this getting ready for January when the new energy commences in a really big way. And, of course, tomorrow is Veterans Day, 11-11, the day when we – and right now it's 11-11 p.m. as I'm speaking – the day when we honor the vets who have served our country and died for our country and fought for, you know, fought for what they believed in, fought for the beliefs that we represent as a country. So also with Mercury Kazemi, the sun, you know, the, the ones that died, fought in World War II are really dying off pretty quickly, you know, because they're getting, they're getting up there. Um, and, it, you know, it's what, do you, what are the beliefs you're willing to fight for? What are the beliefs you hold true? 
And Veterans Day, I mean, it always makes me cry, um, you know, seeing the, the soldiers marching and just the understanding of that passion and that service to nation and country and belief systems. What do you believe in? And, of course, with Jupiter and Venus, um, I'm sorry, with Venus in, in Sagittarius squaring Neptune, it's a really big belief time. It's really big about you saying, yeah, this is what I believe. And with that Mercury-Sun combust, remember Mercury's listing and he's going, is that what you really believe? And then we have Jupiter and Ceres joined, uh, which is very much the energy of creation. And, of course, Jupiter is the energy of long trips. You know, blessing to my neighbor Peggy, who has uh, moseyed off into the eternal night, um, becoming a star. She was a pretty good astrologer, too. We used to talk astrology. Um, yeah, forward motion, changes, changes. So let's talk about the moon and the new adventures for all of us, you know. And um, you know, I'm still a little shocked about Peggy. I just heard about it about a half an hour ago. So I got the note that she was in the hospital, go feed the cats, because we trade cat feeding. And um, so I was like, okay, I'll feed the cats. And then, well, now she's dead. So now we have to figure out who's going to take the cats. Um, that's always something, you know. Think about your pets when you leave. Who who gets them? I know Max and uh, Remo have money. In my will, they get money. Whoever takes them gets money to take care of them. But yeah, think about who takes your pets. Yeah, these are these are important considerations. So anyway, the moon today is in Taurus. It's the tenth. It went into Taurus tonight around six eighteen p.m. and it's going to be in Taurus tonight and then all day Monday. And it goes void at ten forty eight a.m. Tuesday morning. And then it goes void. It's got a nice going void. It trines Pluto. So moon trine Pluto, embracing the power and understanding what that is and figuring out that journey. And then it's void all day Tuesday. It goes into Gemini at 3.46 in the morning uh, on Wednesday morning. And it's in Gemini Wednesday and Thursday. And it goes void at 6.40 a.m. with the trine to Mars on Friday morning. And it's void Friday morning. And then it goes into Cancer at 11.15 in the morning. And then it's in Cancer the 15th, Friday the 15th, the 16th, the 17th, and it goes void at 3.14 p.m. on Friday the 17th with a square to Mars. So that one's a little bit more stressful. That's that's going to be on Friday uh, the 15th in Cancer because Cancer, of course, is you know up there in the, arc, in, the, in the heavens, but it's having a big old fight with Saturn and Pluto, and now the last aspect is a square to Mars. So it's kind of a kind of a pushy energy. And then the moon on the 17th goes into Leo at 4.57 p.m. on the 17th, Friday night. And it's in there Friday and all day Monday. Or it goes in there Sunday night, sorry, the 17th. It's in there the 18th. And then it goes void at 4.11 p.m. with a square to the sun, moon and Leo, squaring the sun in Scorpio. So the beginning of the week, the Taurus moon, nice. The Gemini moon, nice. When we get to Friday around 11, uh, 15, then we start getting in a little more of a struggle, a struggle energy. And then we go into Leo, and it's positive, but it's also a struggle. So good week at the beginning to get stuff done, and then once you get to Friday, it's a little more tense. The intense weeks, the intense days this week, of course, are the the occultation which of Mercury, which is because it's the same declination, and you'll look at the pictures and you'll see little Mercury running across the sun. Um, and then, of course, the full moon is a busy day uh, because it's in a very moon is in a really aspect, really high aspecting energy. It's talking, of course, to the sun, but it's also talking to Mercury. 
and then it's in in because it's in Taurus, it's in a lovely trine to uh, Saturn and Pluto, and it's in a sextile to Neptune. So Tuesday, that full moon is really pretty juicy and kind of a forward motion. And then this week we have Mars in his uh, once every two years sextile to Jupiter on Tuesday. So Tuesday is your busy day this week. Wednesday is also pretty decent busy, but it's more of a working busy because Mercury is sextiling Saturn, the sun is sextiling Pluto, and Mercury is trining Neptune. So there's a lot of working on the dreams on Wednesday or clarifying them. And then uh, we go forward. There's a lot of Neptune in the sky. So there's a lot of saying, okay, what's that about? And then, of course, once we get to the weekend, uh, Saturday night and Sunday are a little tougher because we're working with Moon opposite Pluto and then because uh, Moon's in Cancer opposite Pluto. And then the end of the day is a little wild because it's got the square to Mars. And then when it goes into um, Leo, it has the square to Uranus. So the weekend's a little rocky, but the week is easy, kind of fun. You're going to have a good time. You're going to get a lot accomplished, especially Monday and Tuesday. But I would... With the full moon and with the Mercury Kazemi, um, I would take some time. You know, somebody asked me this week, did I pick the test date because of Mercury Kazemi? And I said, I did, <laughs> you know, because it makes you really sharp and really paying attention to stuff. It's uh, So really watch what's coming into your life these next few days and how they work, right? Uh, the sun is in... Um, Scorpio going from 18 to 25, and of course it's Kazemi tomorrow at 10:21 uh, a.m. and it's parallel at 9:51 a.m. and it's doing this thing across the sun's face for about five hours. The sun is also in a um, uh, in a, a quindicile with Uranus, so there can be some health stuff at 12:38 p.m. on the 11th uh, Monday. Um, and there's a lot of energy around home and hearth with the sun opposite Vesta and the sun sextile Pluto has a forward motion energy. And then there's a sesquiquadrate to the nodes of fate on the uh, 16th. And there also is the sun in a hard aspect to Eris, the goddess of discord. So there's a lot of energy in this chart around how do we get there and what do we do from the sun's point of view, getting knowledge, figuring things out learning how to work with the energy, and then making some choices on the 16th at the end of the week. Mercury, of course, is still retrograde. He has his Kazemi thing with the sun on Monday, but he's going backwards from 20 Scorpio back to 11, almost, uh, yeah, 11. And so he's going back over the energy he brought up for you. Most important this week is his health aspect, also on the 11th. So we got a lot, a couple things big on the 11th because they're both – both the Sun and Mercury are in conjunct Uranus, which is a health aspect. And we want to, you know, obviously pay attention to any health things. I know in the case of my neighbor, she'd been thinking she was, she was kind of a little dizzy. Um, and, you know, off off she went. Uh, Mercury is also sextile to Saturn, going retrograde. And that's going to happen on the 13th. And then he also has a trine to Neptune. So the 13th. Once you get through Monday, Tuesday, the 13th is, okay, that's the dream. Let's get that finalized or get a working deal in place. So I did have a lot of people. I had a, one of my clients who's in the process of figuring out her marriage, you know, solved a mediation uh, this weekend. Um, I had another one, got a job offer on Friday. What do I do? Take it. You know, It's kind of your dream, but it does mean she has to move. 
So everybody's making like their permanent decisions, right? So you want to make permanent decisions in a positive way. The vision looks like this. This is the vision I'm working on, and kind of push that forward. Mercury also is semi-sextile Jupiter on the 18th, so it can feel a little bit overwhelming, meaning that you can feel a little bit past your past your push, you know, like that stuff's just really flying quickly. And just know, because he is retrograde, because he is in Scorpio, there's a lot of deep feeling energy running with Mercury right now. Venus, of course, is in Sag, and she's running from 1233 to 21 Sag. She's moving pretty quick. That is uh, nine degrees in a week, right? So she's clipping along rapidly. She has an uh, aspect to the nodes of fate on the 11th. So Venus aspects the nodes of fate to figure out what to do, and she also has a parallel to Jupiter on the 12th. So there's a real positive forward motion there. And then she has a square to Neptune on the 14th. And she also has a sesquiquadrate to Uranus on the 16th. And she also has hard aspects to Saturn and Pluto, Saturn on the 14th, and Pluto on the 18th. So Venus is in the blind spot of Saturn and Pluto. So she's going to talk about Venus things, right, as she works with the Saturn and Pluto. So I'm looking at that and. Rosemary and I were talking about, well, does Peggy have a will, you know, and who's who's going to figure her stuff out, you know, because she's our neighbor. But we're, we got the call that she was in the hospital because we're on the contact list, but, I mean, it's not our job, but, like, who's going to do it? So that we'll probably figure out, I guess, this week. Um, so watch what you're figuring out about the structures and the reality and the money of them this week as we go to the 14th and the 18th. Mars, of course, is moving forward, and he's between 25 and 27 and a half, 28. And he has his sextile to Jupiter this week on the 12th, so that's a real positive. Shake your hand. Yep, we're going to go do it. And, of course, he's in Libra, answering to that nice Venus in Sag, and she has aspects with the nodes of fate. So you're going to be making some interesting commitments this week, the 11th, the 12th, the 13th. As the planets are saying to you, don't you want to do this? Or you're going to be going, you know, I don't know that I want to do that, but I think I want to do this. So kind of watch for the commitments coming in that are inspiring or perhaps uh, shaking you up a bit. Uh, Mars also has a quintile to the south node on the 14th. That's an, an easy breezy energy, you know, where you kind of go, well, this isn't easy. This is a no-brainer. Of course I would do this. So that's making a commitment or taking some kind of action that's kind of like, yeah, of course I want to. And then um, Vesta has a biquintile, Jupiter has a biquintile to Vesta on the 12th. So that's a lot about the expansion and how we get there. And then um, Saturn has a semi-square to Athena on the 10th, which kind of pushes a little bit of stress around, well, how, well, how is this structured and what are we doing? And Uranus has a hard aspect to relationships on the 14th, an adjusting aspect where somebody wants to partner and Uranus says, I need my freedom. And so kind of watch for that energy. You can't tell me what to do or I don't want to do that. I want to do this instead. I want to be free. I want to be out there. So that's kind of part of that, that journey of who are we partnering with and how are we getting there. And then Uranus also has an inconjunct to Athena on the 17th, which is a lot of energy around, okay, what direction do we head and where do we go and what does that look like? Um, because of that inconjunct is always an adjusting energy, and in this case it's to Athena and Sagittarius. 
saying, okay, well, what's the structure? What's the will? What's the what's the journey? How are we getting there? And so that's part of the energy of this week. And also Ceres enters Capricorn on November 15th for her, her journey through Capricorn, which is, of course, taking us into the winter months. So we're going to feel a lot of energy here in terms of the shift and the direction we want to move in and how we get there. So part of the energy is really going, oh, okay, this is what's going on. And with Athena in a biquintile to the north node, there's a lot of energy in a positive way about this new connection and this new forward motion and this new uh, direction in terms of where we're headed. So that part's really pretty cool. And it's a lot about the commitment. It's a lot about, well, this is my direction. This is what I'm interested in. This is where I want to go. And kind of listening for that. Remember, when Mercury's retrograde in any sign, he asks us to do the RE words, redo, revise, revisit, anything with an RE. Because he's in Scorpio, it's a lot about revisiting emotions or feelings or you know, Scorpio things, which are sex, death, and taxes. And so a lot of stuff is coming up, you know, and people are talking about it or releasing information about it. Um, and, and honoring that disclosure or that journey of telling, right? It's an important journey when we have something that's carried very deep within us that we have to try and figure out what we're going to do with it and how we're going to get there. Right? So there's a lot of energy in this chart or this week which speaks to the deeper underlying journey of our life and what it is we're committing to for the next piece or what we're revising because it's a retrograde, what we're revising our commitment to and how does that look? What does that revision feel like? And I think it's important to kind of think about you know, what your I don't know what your soul's path is. You know, we had a lot of conversation this week when we were weekend when we were in the group. You know, when you're looking at someone's chart or when you're looking at your own life, that a lot of information can be gleaned from the silences. And there was an exercise the students had to do where they had to sit quietly and listen for five minutes. The other person just talked. And to you know, to get an idea of how powerful that is, go Google Emma Emma Gonzalez who did it when the Parkland shooting happened. She stood in front of the people when they were doing the rally in Washington. She said, I'm just going to stand here for the time that the shooter shot and just so you can feel how long that is. And she just stood there quietly and watched the one where the audience like stands there with her, right? not the one that says in five minutes later. Go through the process with the audience where they start to think, where they start to applaud, where they start to start to laugh, when they try and figure out what to do with that uncomfortableness. And I would encourage all of you to take time over this next few days to sit in silence as Mercury Kazemi's the sun. And he meets up with the sun and he says, we are in this incredible intense moment in time and space where we're really seeing things, we're really understanding things. We're really working with things on a deeper and more profound level than perhaps we have done in many days. And we have to figure out what that looks like and how that feels and how we want to use it. And then once we have the answers to those questions, which come from sitting in silence, Mercury in Scorpio is a silent Mercury. It works on the feeling level. It doesn't work on the communication level. It works in the spaces of energy and feeling how things shift. It's a swamp, 
Mercury in Scorpio is a swamp energy. So it speaks to that um, that deeper feeling underneath, that deeper energy of how we work with this and what we do. So it's pretty strong. You know, there's a pretty strong energy and a pretty strong resonance here in terms of all of us and us thinking about, well, you know, what am I going to do? So when I was talking with my neighbor Rosemary about Peggy dropping dead in, you know, on First Avenue, I was like, well, I mean, you know, better to die in the street and somebody gets you to the hospital. Drop, drop dead in your apartment, right? Um, so it's like thinking about things like that. You know, you know, how long do you have? What have you been doing? Are you happy with your path? What's your next chapter? Where are you going? Where have you been? How have you gotten to where you are? And what's ahead? The retrograde invites us to remember, to revise our e-words, you know, and and think on a deeper level, you know, what's coming up. So I launched all these baby astrologers into the certification process. They're not all babies. Some of them are really full of practicing astrologers, but they're babies to the certification. I watched the second of two wonderful friends get married and, you know, with her beloved, begin the next chapter of her life and had a great time hanging out with the other the other best friend, like laughing and catching up on stuff because she now lives in St. Louis. And then my neighbor died, you know. So it's like, wow, that was an interesting weekend. <laughs> and uh, and it, I, it promises to be an interesting week. So hang in there. It's going to be okay. But, man, are things changing, and are they changing fast? It's going to be a wild ride. This is Anna Ortley signing off from the bright red desk. I know it's a little late, but I had a busy weekend. Wishing you all a good week ahead. And for my students tomorrow who are taking the test, everybody in the listening audience, send a little prayer up. Help those students pass the test and become excellent certified astrologers. And on that note, I will sign off and bid you a warm night with a snuggly loved one or a beloved cat, in my case. Uh, They were both like, where have you been all weekend? I said, I've been working, guys. Uh, And I wish you a great week ahead. Take care. This is Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk in the Isle of Manhattan on planet Earth. Take care. Bye-bye.